Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Making a list. Written by Alt Cipher. You humans are too arrogant for your own good. A short squat ambassador Tuckel said. Captain Ramirez turned and looked at him. Oh? These pirates have terrorized the sector for centuries, but you believe you can subdue them where all of others have failed, Ambassador Tuckel said. Not exactly, Ambassador, the Captain Ramirez said. We believe that every living creature, no matter its intellectual level, will do more than just as absolutely necessary to achieve its ends. Wolves only hunt when they are hungry, lions sleep when most of the day. Even a man only acts to achieve a goal or prevent a failure. All life is inherently lazy, Ambassador. No one wants to work harder than is necessary. All we are doing is making piracy much more work than peace and trade. Our whole strategy is to be such a pain in the rear that the pirates will come to the negotiating table. Height of arrogance, the Ambassador said. Perhaps, the Captain replied, we'll find you out soon enough. Sir, Lieutenant Vey called out in the tactical station. We have two inbound unknowns, both heading to Vixen and are not responding to hails. There, the captain said. You see, we're about to find out. The display on the main viewer showed a simplified tactical display with a bait ship, codenamed Vixen, hanging alone in the middle. Two red dots approached Vixen from behind and off to the side. This is their standard tactic, the ambassador said. Two scouts to survey, but then they call in the actual raiders. Yes, they are very predictable, Captain Ramirez said. Commander Wells, final status check. Commander Wells looked up from the display and said, Green across the board, sir. Excellent, Commander Ramirez said. Prep Dasher and Dancer, they're up first. Sir, Lieutenant Vey called. Vixen is reporting contact. Scout ships are hostile and have buzzed the friendly. Vixen intercepted transmission and suspects it's for backup but was able to jam it. Understood, Captain Ramirez said. The display showed the red dots nearly merging with the one blue dot in the middle of the screen. The pirate scouts were perilously close to the human transport. Sir, new contact, Lieutenant Vey said. Appears to be a radar. The new red dot appeared on the tactical screen, much larger than the other two red dots. The new red dot rolled towards the central blue dot and a sedate pace. Commander, the Captain Ramirez said, tell Vixen they are clear to launch Prancer, then deploy Dasher and Dancer. Aye, sir, Commander Wells said. Moments later, a small blue dot detached and was given a new tag on the main screen. That, Captain Ramirez said to the ambassador to call is the first part of the plan. Vixen is a bait ship loaded out with quite a bit of sensor footing mass. The pirates will think the payday it will bring in as big boys. However, there's an automated drone codenamed Prancer that has it burst out of the cargo hold. It's programmed to head directly for a larger ship's engines and disable them. 
It'll take a few shots at the scouts as it passes by, but that's more for show. The flight pattern has been randomized and the AI is about half as crazy, so they won't be able to tell what's going on until it's far too late. The new blue dot Bronzer traced a circuitous route around and through the other dots on the screen. Data began scrolling along, each dot with impact icons appearing at random as Prancer would approach and fire before retreating to safety. The pirate ship seemed to be in disarray, not quite knowing what to make of the strange new development. Impact on radar engines, Lieutenant Vey called out. A small blue dot had just disappeared on the display and the large red dot blinking with the damage report data scrolling past. Well done, Captain Ramirez said. Commander... Dasher and Dancer. Commander Wells said, En route, sir. ETA 15 seconds. Captain Ramirez turned back to the ambassador and said, We have two other ships on standby, gunships, with the fastest engines we've ever built. Now that the main radar is crippled, we'll start with the real attack. The two blue dots appeared on the tactical display and skittered across the screen in a heartbeat. Ambassador Tukal said, That's impossible. No ship can move that fast through real space. Well, we have a few tricks up our sleeves, Ambassador, said Captain Ramirez. The new blue dots drove into the red dots, friendlies engaging hostiles. The two original pirate ships were quickly rendered inert, with the gunships then tearing their attention to the larger raider ship. Commander, Captain Ramirez said, take us in, alert Cupid that they'll be boarding the raider ASAP. Aye, sir, Commander Wells said. Captain Ramirez's ship Codename Comet for this mission crept out from behind an asteroid that had been masking them. The ship edged closer to the conflict. The pirate ships were unable to maneuver, but their weapons had not been completely taken out. The gunships made attack runs to flush out the last remaining weapons and would destroy them on sight. A new human ship, codenamed Cupid, crashed back into real space from FDL and made a beeline for the pirate raider. The new ship was shaped like a giant multi-limbed claw in space, designed to wrap around an enemy vessel and never let go. It was a full of human marines ready to invade the enemy vessel and secure it at all costs. Cupid reports ready to dock, sir, Commander Wells said. Dasher and Dancer report risk of unknown weapon pods. Shall we order Cupid to engage? Captain Ramirez looked over at the secured and burned hull of the pirate raider. The human ships had scored every weapon they found, but these pirates were no fools. The multifaceted raider ship with the hundreds of nooks could still be hiding ship-to-ship weapons. They could stay out there and try lure the raider into revealing its secrets, which may give them time to repair their engines. Or they could take the risk of boarding the enemy vessel and risk the destruction of Cupid. Tell Cupid to prepare to board, but advise caution. We don't know if we got all the exterior weapons. Captain Ramirez said. The ambassador wrapped his arms around himself, drawing his robots close. What's wrong, ambassador? Captain Ramirez asked. We're about to capture a full pirate raider. They'll tell us whatever we want to know about the attacks in this sector, and then we can finish running them to the ground. I thought you'd be happy. Oh, yes, Captain, Ambassador Tegal said. Quite happy. His smile felt forced and disingenuous, but the captain was not familiar enough with these species to be absolutely certain. Outside, the giant claw-shaped cupid wrapped itself around the pirate raider like an octopus smothering its prey. Gases would vent from the joints on cupid or from the breaching points on the raider. Silent white clouds then dissipated into the empty void beyond the hulls. Sir, 
Lieutenant Vey called out, Four new contacts, warships. Computer says the design matches the pirate ships. I'd wondered when they would show up, Captain Ramirez said. You were expecting them, Ambassador Tkal asked. Sure, Captain Ramirez said. We've been monitoring those transmissions from your quarters since you came on board, and that panic button sewn into those robes that you pushed ten minutes ago really caught our attention. I'm just surprised you guys took that long to show up given that they've been shadowing us the whole time. What? The ambassador to Carl screamed. This is outrageous. I will have... Stow it, Captain Ramirez said. Two security guards enclosed in around the ambassador. I told you we were out here hunting pirates. The reason your people haven't stopped them is because you don't want to. You're in the business with them. We found that out a while back and just needed a final confirmation. The ambassador looked at the two guards towering over him. It won't matter, he said. You're outgunned and outmatched. My people will be here to rescue me long before I'm in any danger. If you surrender now, I'll make sure they go easy on you. I know they'd much prefer to take all these wonderful toys intact. Commander, Captain Ramirez said, launch Danda and Blitzen. Two small drones leapt into the void between the ships. The first one rocketed off into the middle of the conflict and exploded in a blinding flash of light. The viewer on the bridge automatically dimmed to prevent damage. That, Captain Ramirez said, was Blitzen. It burned out all senses of non-human ships in the area, so your pirate friends don't know what's going on. It won't matter. He frowned as the viewer suddenly swamped with static. A grey snow crawled across the screen for several long seconds. Because Donda is going to destroy them, Captain Ramirez finished. As the forward viewer's screen once more resolved into an actual picture, the four new pirate ships were slowly expanding fields of debris. Sparks shot out of burnt-out hulls. Oxygen burst briefly into flame before dissolving into nothingness. Bodies failed through the space momentarily before falling still. Now, Ambassador, Captain Ramirez said, you're under arrest and we have several questions for you. End of story. Story number two. Behold, spoke humanity. I am important. Written Amphiaculius. On a planet around a small star in a distant corner of the universe, a species slowly climbed down from the trees. This was humanity. Like a baby, it was helpless, stumbling around in the savannah. It could not even properly defend itself against the other creatures there. Several times, it skirted extinction. It was, however, gifted with the ability to reason, to understand the world around it, and with its special eye, it looked at the immense void around it and proclaimed, Behold! I am important. It was like the sound of a fleck of dust hitting the ground. The universe ignored it. Several thousands of years passed. Humanity's extent unimaginably increased from the small start. It learned to control its fellow creatures and to influence the environment in small, tiny ways. Again, it cried out, Behold! I am important. It was now like the sound of a butterfly flapping its wings. The universe ignored it. Another couple thousand years passed. 
Humanity had now explored the entire home planet, and even established itself as a few places beyond. Cosmically, they were small steps, but perhaps not even entire steps. Half steps, perhaps, or quarter steps, possibly less. Still, humanity remained confident. Behold, I am important. The universe ignored it. Humanity now reached for the stars, the nearest star. Again, it took small steps initially, but soon it became more confident and began taking bigger and bigger strides. Still, it was not large, perhaps big enough to create a faint, distant whisper. Now more desperate, and perhaps only to convince itself, it cried out again, Behold, I am important. And the universe ignored it. Humanity continued crawling forward. It encountered fellow sentients. It learned to shape planets to its and their liking. It survived and mastered countless challenges. It dipped its toes in the cold water of intergalactic travel for the first time. Still, the systems it controlled or influenced were dwarfed by the sheer immensity of the remaining space. Yet, humanity did not give up. It once more reached into its arms to the sky and wanted to declare its greatness, but then it doubted. It left its arms drop down and asked the question, Am I important? Perhaps the universe heard it, probably not. In any case, it ignored it. Humanity grew old and wise, or throughout the known cosmos it was held in high regard. The oldest race, invariably, the younger races marveled at its achievements, at the extent of its reach, at the sophistication of its technology, at the depth of its understanding. Whispered tales of gods followed wherever humans tread. But humanity ignored these foolish whispers. It knew it was not mighty, for the universe could not hear it. For no matter how powerful it had grown, it was still only a part of the cosmos, and thus dwarfed by it. The universe would not listen. It would continue to expand, slowly stretching until a point would be reached at which it would end humanity. Not out of malice, but simply because it hadn't noticed. Humanity had long since bowed its head at this. This fate was inevitable. That it knew. The moments before the end, it remembered a foolish optimism of a younger age. Again, it reached out and said, cautiously, and with more humility than any previous time, Universe, I exist. This time, the universe heard. It noticed humanity, but shrugged and continued its slow march towards the final, inescapable end. Emboldened, Humanity spoke again. Universe, stop. And the universe obeyed. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with, but the easiest way would be to share this video. 
And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.